Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. <laughs> And welcome to Spooky Scouts. Sorry, we were just trying to find an article. We were a little bit delayed on starting the stream because I had found a super good quote and then I couldn't find it and now it's back. So we found Kayla, it. it's fine. Kayla did it. Kayla did it. I'm, I sleuthed. Kayla sleuthed. But welcome. Yes, it is a lovely Thursday afternoon. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. We're here. We're here. First, before we, we have a little bit of uh, business to attend to, we have to thank Bees of War for sending Kayla and I the cutest little, little things. So we both got duplicates of these. So like Kayla's showing the leggy boys that they modeled. Look at the la little yeehaw leggy boys. They're I so love cute. They're so cute. Thank you, Bees of War. I think um they also have an Etsy store. Yes, they do. Yes. And then uh, these are alien coasters. Uh, they come on an alien head, which is just perfect. And they all say different things on them. And they, like, continue to get more unhinged. Like, <laughs> don't talk to aliens if you've talked to my coffee. Uh, this one says, don't talk to me about aliens until I've had my coffee. Um, don't talk to me until aliens have had my coffee. <laughs> uh, don't talk to me. Don't talk to my coffee until aliens have talked to me. <laughs> Mine said, and my then, most unhinged one said gay aliens oh, made yeah, my that's, coffee. That's the yeah. last one. Is this, yeah. And then the, mine says aliens made my coffee gay. Yeah, yours is different. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, so thank you, Bees of War. They're incredible. Um, we'll put we'll put their little Etsy store in the show notes if you want your own fun little uh, UFO alien 3D printed coasters. They're super cool. I love 3D printing. You can just make the most fun like little things. And they modeled them all too, which I think is so cute. It's very impressive. Super impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Bees. Thank you. But yeah. So what have, what have you been up to, Kayla? Well, what's the good things going on in your life right now or bad? Whatever you feel like talking about. Oh, <laughs> well, my crowdfund with Chad wrapped up. Yeah. And as you know, Holly is a stretch goal artist and mm -hmm. we unlocked that and that's exciting. And it was it ended at like 607% funded, which is great. That's wrapped up and now comes all the hard work of finishing putting it together but it's yeah. like 75 percent done so that's fine nice so pretty much that i'm working on a few other things that will come out soon i don't know i'll put them on twitter it'll be great uh we do fun stuff that's about it that's yeah, all my you're wearing is. the new shirt coming out tomorrow that's, that's true exciting. here i will stand up <laughs> i hand bleach dyed all of these and kayla did the art and they're coming out tomorrow and they say cowgirls don't cry with a falcon because that's you know our brand. But <laughs> like pointing. Yeah. But there are tears. There's tears. He's doing he or she. She, I guess cowgirl. It doesn't really matter. They you know, they Falcon. <laughs> Falcons don't also don't care about gender, but cowgirls also don't cry. So I also uh took photos on the construction equipment that lives in my front yard for the past yes. week and a half <laughs> for this. So you'll get to see those. Yeah. I do like that you considered taking a picture in front of a toilet with a Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. I will. I, that's my backup plan. If it was raining when I got home, I was going to go get a 40 and like oh pose next to the toilet. But also that's a waste because yeah. I'm not going to drink that. <laughs> no, no, because it's disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. West actually left a case of White Claw in my fridge and I just don't like it. 
You like, don't like I Wake know, Claw? No, I just don't like it. I, just I prefer don't. Top, Topo Chico now that I've the, had no, it. The Topo Chico is better, but like, I just prefer beer, to be honest. And I like different kinds of beer, not like Bud Light, but I prefer like, I had a really, really good one this weekend, which was, I think it was from, it was either from Matchless or Wayfinder, one of the like local ones, but it was called a Lent beer and it's a smoked beer. So they actually take like the hops and smoke them. So it tastes like uh, and it's not strong. Is it's it just like, like a nice Souchong? Souchong? Different, but similar, yeah. But it's like a nice, like, roasty kind of beer. Yeah, so smoked beer. I forget what they're called in Germany, but that's, like, it's just really good. And I would rather have one of those 10 million times more than a White Claw. And I'm sorry, West. If I'm, I'm going to drink something, I want it to not be a White Claw. <laughs> I'm a middle-aged man, and I just like margaritas. <laughs> I'm like... Jimmy Buffett over here. I just really like margaritas a oh lot. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. But They're delicious. I, there's nothing wrong with liking White Claw or a margarita. It's just that I just, I can't. I just don't like it. I would rather just I, drink a spicy water, you know? Like, I want a, a sparkling water. I like the fruity beers. I can't do the hoppy beers. Oh, that's right. Uh, not a Doc Martin. It's Rausch beer. Yeah, that's the, Rausch beer is the smoked beer. It's super good. Interesting. I like hazy IPAs. Only if they're hazy. They're hoppy, but they taste different than the ones you're thinking. They don't taste bitter. They taste Mm. more fruity. I like those ones. I probably like that. I don't like the IPAs that taste like really hoppy and bitter. It just reminds me. I don't know. It just makes me think of like sour bread. I don't know. I just can't do it. I'm like. Yeah. No, a a lot of IPAs like aren't. They're a very distinct taste. And Mm -hmm. it's. Some people like them, and I don't know. It's it, They're not bad. Like, it just has to be a thing. But I think I prefer to have, like, fun beer flavors rather than whatever alcohol is in White Claw. It's like, it's I, I call it, like, toilet hooch. But it's pretty yeah. much, like, it's like sugar alcohol. It's not rum. It's like hooch. I don't it's know. It's like hooch. It's yeah. hooch. Anyway. I'm not, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I had them. I drank White Claws when Wes was here. I feel like that's the last time. I had them was when West was here, but now that I've had Topo Chico, I'm like, this yeah. is this is good. Actually, yes. it doesn't taste bad. Yes, that was too of an in depth conversation about how much I don't like White Claw. But you know, oh. well, what have you been up to? Look at your tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I went and got a tattoo down in Portland. You can see it. little chickens. It's little so chickens. good. It's been peeling, and it was so itchy. It's like the itchiest tattoo I've had, and I think it's because it's right here. It's so yeah, itchy. Yeah, you just want to, like, scratch. It's so itchy. I keep, like, in the middle of the night, I'll feel it itching, and then, like, in a dream, I'll scratch it, and then wake up and be like, ugh! Like, I've done that before, where yeah, you dream about it, and yeah. then you wake up, and it's, like, all under your fingernails, yeah, and you're like, like, no! You're not supposed to itch it, but I guess I can't stop it if I'm asleep. But yeah. it's fine. It's healed fine. Line art heals super easy anyway, but it's just itchy. But yeah, I love it, and uh, she did such a good job, Taylor... Taylor at a uh, Taylor B Taylor B at a uh, Rosewater tattoo in Portland. So it's so cool. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that itchy, but it's very itchy and it was very painful. It was not awesome. It was not awesome, but I did find that thanks like for some mental health reason, my mental health afterwards was great because I think it just shocked my body into more trauma. And my brain was like, yes, comfortable. I love trauma. And then I was like, I'm doing great. So I always feel so good after a tattoo. Yeah. It's just like you I go think through all that pain and you're like, yes. yeah, 
I think it's because your brain's like, ah, yes, this is familiar. The trauma's back. And then you're like, going on my life. (laughs) (laughs) Survival mode. Yeah. And then I'm like, great. Ready to tackle the world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yes. So yeah, that was fun. Got my tattoo. Came back. And uh, yeah, I was trying to bake a pie today. And then I had some, I bought two new cans of condensed milk to make a key lime pie. Um, and I opened the things up and there was like a nasty, like black ring on them. And I was like, oh, not making a pie with these. Don't know why this sealed can is gross inside. But my, you know, my like food service brain is like probably shouldn't make a pie out of that. Probably so. not. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. So I was like, I think I will uh, go get some more after this and restart that adventure. But other than that, you know, it's good. Chickens are good. Mojo's here. You can't see her, but she's here. I I see uh, see her. an ear. (laughs) Yeah, Kayla sees her. Yeah, I thought I was like, isn't that like, I don't know, there's some disease you can get from things that aren't canned, right? But yeah. Um, But anyway. eh, Who knows? I didn't, I'm not going to serve it. I wasn't going to make it for, even if I cooked it, I was like, I don't trust this. So yeah, I think that's fair. Back to the store it is. Botulism. That's it. I was like, uh-oh, botulism. <laughs> Time to... Botulism. Yeah. yeah. No one needs botulism. Time to go to the store again. And it, I just bought them, too. So I'm like, oh. Uh, yeah. Other than that, yeah. This topic is very interesting. I feel like today's topic of Hollow Earth, Kayla and I went down the same... Went down different rabbit holes, but came to the same point. Mm-hmm. So we have some interesting things to talk about it today um it's all pretty stupid it's pretty yeah. dumb i mean it's pretty dumb the the basic idea is very interesting it's just yeah and i had a very in-depth discussion about it with my coworker, uh my alien co-worker today one of my alien co-workers and i was telling him i was like what is with these subjects that we really like and at, on the surface level, like aliens, hollow yeah. earth, like the yeah. ideas of these things are great. Mm-hmm. But then you go down the rabbit hole and there are theories and things that have happened that are dumb. And yeah. he was like, it's because there's just a type like, like public education didn't get really good until like the last <laughs> 50 years. And so, even then people don't listen. Right. So you have these people who are like semi-educated. They're understanding enough science to take in like, oh, yes, I understand gravity works like X, Y, Z and it being wonky is weird. But then they they make up the rest. They fill the rest. So it becomes pseudoscience and it becomes this weird like QAnon stupid shit. And I was like, yeah, you're right. A lot of the QAnon type stuff, which... Like, even even to the point where I found, like, the Facebook memes, like, you know, <laughs> and you know you've gone down, you know you've, like, here, I'll show you guys, like, we're going to be talking about Admiral Byrd, B-Y-R-D, a bit. Um, Kayla's got some other stuff, too, and I have an eight-minute long living history biography from the 1940s from us for classrooms with with admiral bird talking in it which i thought was really interesting and uh them maybe like like animal abusing harassing penguins but what they seem to be (laughs) no they seem to be like they're not hurting them but like they at one point, it's like I I don't think they're abusing them, but it's it's kind of funny. They like clearly there's no like leave the animals alone in the 30s or 20s whenever he went, and so they're just like time to pick up a penguin, and they just like move him over, and he's like doing like work next to the penguin, and the penguin's like, Meh. 
get like get out like they're not afraid of people like which would make sense because there was no like they wouldn't know what people were yeah they're just like you're a thing get out of my space and they're big so they're just like dang heck off hey so that's funny enough for the watch i love penguins i know me too i love penguins as well but anyway so we have that to watch um i was going to show you this this super dumb facebook meme really quick like I, while I was doing research, I came across things that were like, I guess this is like saying that for those on the podcast, it's a picture, it's a picture of, I'm gonna make it bigger, of bird. And it says, Edinburgh Bird, Antarctica, all caps. 1921, member of Federal Lodge number one. It's about like Masons. Member of Federal Lodge number one, Washington, D.C. 1929, led private journey for Rockefellers and dropped Masonic flags on the two poles. 1935, established first Antarctic Lodge number 777. 60 of the 82 members were Freemasons. 1967, Admiral Byrd dies mysteriously. 1958, off-limits Antarctica Treaty created. And my favorite part of any Facebook meme with no references or history listed in all red any questions yeah like do you understand now yeah, yeah. it's like, like it's no. like the, i just i always hear it in the david s pumpkins voice any, any questions, questions? <laughs> i don't think any of this is true i i i didn't look into it about him being a mason but there were lots of masons at the time and mm-hmm. i don't think that matters or has anything to do with the fact that he went to Antarctica. So uh, he asked several yeah, questions. Several, yeah, actually. I'm like, what's your point? I don't know. That's my main question. Yeah. Oh, Tori, thank you for subscribing. Any questions? Oh, yes. Um, big bad, big bad King Bum- Boom Boo. He uh, he did find the batol. <laughs> the batol, he the did. Batol. He found the batol of Earth on both sides. They're on the top and the bottom. Has mm-hmm. just two... Two batoles. And then there's like smaller sub batoles. We'll get into the batoles. Yes. Um, here's another one. I another Facebook meme if you like Antarctica. <laughs> why, why are there this, so many admiral? I bird don't Facebook this one's memes. this one's a flat earther one, which doesn't even make any sense because if it was flat earth, how'd he get to both sides? How'd yeah, he get to he, both sides? He talks about it being hollow. How could it be both flat I and hollow? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But this one says Antarctica. I'm like, please, someone just post this on their Facebook. Antarctica isn't what you think it is. Okay. What is federal it? Federal <laughs> Lodge number one. Richard E. Byrd, U.S. Admiral, initiated in Federal Lodge number one, founded the first Antarctic Lodge. So? And then okay. it's like, and then the end just says research flat earth. Operation <laughs> Deep Freeze, Operation High Jump. Uh, I don't understand the point. I don't, I'm like... Someone made this. Someone made this. Someone made this. Oh, so. yeah. Bezo Wars got a point. So if it's like, if it's kind of flat, but also hollow, it's like an uncrustable. Okay. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so if maybe the buttholes are just on the side. If you squeeze it and the jelly comes out. Yeah, the out. jelly comes out. It's an uncrustable. It's like, or like a really like uh, over microwaved uh, pizza roll. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like a pizza roll. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like a vinyl record. I don't know. All I'm just saying is like, how did, if there's no bottom and it's just a flat, it's just a waffle, say it's a waffle and there's no bottom. Bird went to both ends. So. Yeah. So if you, I need to know, like in the flat earth, like society or whatever, if you get to one end of the earth, 
does it just like a video game just like like you loop fall you? Off, right? does it loop you back to the other side you just appear on the other like, side gravity <laughs> is the is on the other side i imagine okay my, my what i imagine they argue it has to be that you just go over the side and the other side has the gravity oh. from the other way so you don't fall off but then You're it's stuck not flat. to it but it's like flat but it's like <laughs> it's like flat but it's you know got volume to it that's mm. my only thought. I was we were talking about flat earth today at, at my alien lunch and yeah. my coworker brought up there's a documentary about flat earth on Netflix. I had never watched it but he he said there's a part where the two flat earth guys set up this elaborate laser thing where they like oh, go I've across a lake <laughs> and I they're just that. like yeah and they're like if if the earth is really flat I'll be able to see the laser from the other side of the and lake. He, and they go and do it and they and set they it up. And he, yeah, and he's like, did you turn the laser on? And the guy's like, yeah, it's on. And he was like, I can't see it. <laughs> but then they're oh, like, shit. then that's, I talked to Chad about that, I think. And he was just like, the best part is after that, they're like, that's really interesting. And then they go back to doing more experiments because they don't want to believe it. They're like, never mind. That was weird. <sighs> Moving on. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we'll have to do another experiment. I'm like, you just proved yourself wrong. <laughs> we have to, I, I don't know. We have to replicate ah! this in other ways. Yeah. It hurts my brain, actually. Yeah. Well, it's the pseudoscience. It's like they understand enough to understand like distance to, and like. To I do know, science. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. To do the basic surface level science. And then they're like, but the earth is flat because of XYZ. Like some some other weird thing they've decided is real. Right. It's yeah. it becomes like like we were we were talking today about how it becomes like a faith system because mm-hmm. because like that's what QAnon is. It's like these pseudoscientists have become kind of like priests and you like they believe in these things they choose to believe in them even though there's not really hard evidence like say yes. with the you know you read the bible and it's telling you one thing yes. and you're gonna accept that as fact too so it's just like i don't know it's interesting yes. the way yeah. we've evolved no but absolutely. not at all absolutely i've linked the picture of flat earth the one with agartha agartha yes. yeah it's a it's either agartha agartha yeah, there's a couple different ways that it's been spelled, but I, I kept seeing Agartha. Yeah, Agartha with the spaceship base tune from other galaxies, Rainbow City, Cave City, City of Shambhala, which is just a thing that is, I believe, from Buddhism and they used it in Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's in uh, Doctor Strange. Kentucky, <laughs> Mammoth Cave, it's all the caves. And, it was, and it shows you Bird's flight. It says Bird went in and then circled back out, I guess. But he... Uh, he also... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, just uh, like a lot of groaning. Wait. So, oh, just, so for okay. the po- for the people in the podcast, the map we have pulled up is it says Agartha and it shows the Earth and it's claiming that the Earth, you know, has the mantle and all of the little pieces you learn about in school, the layers of the Earth mm-hmm. and the crust. And then it's in inside of the Earth though there are clouds and a sun and a city and man-made tunnels and a spaceship base. And multiple holes in which to enter the earth. Just for that's Agartha. Agartha is the land of advanced races within the center of the earth. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Sure. Great. Uh, My favorite is on this the map is it has like a little saucer flying out of the earth and it says saucer to Venus. And I'm like, why Venus? (laughs) What specifically? Why why not? Why Um, not? Why not? Why not? And there's forests and mountains and a rainbow city. So Bird 
so this so okay so we're let's talk a little bit about bird bird <sighs> yeah some say it was like a military thing some say it was it was whatever that this thing is this weird like lord of the rings ass map <laughs> like some say that the, he went there he went there um, I, like, Kayla and I talked about it, but we think it was that he did, obviously did go to the polls saying that we don't subscribe to the hollow earth or the flat earth theory. But I think that he met, uh, met, or like, he says he met someone. He says he met an advanced race. And I just, if he did, I just think it was aliens. I think so too. Like, I, like, if he had an experience with aliens or maybe he was started hallucinating because he spent a whole winter in a cabin alone in Antarctica in his book called Alone, where he just was alone in Antarctica. So he might have been insane. Um, so this is one of his quotes where it says, there comes a time when the rationality of men must fade into its insignificance and one must accept the inevitability of truth with a capital T, which seems like a Facebook post to me. Truth. I am not at liberty to disclose the following documentation at this writing. Perhaps it shall never see the light of public scrutiny, but I must do duty and record here for all to read one day in a world of greed and exploitation of mankind can no longer suppress that which is truth. Okay. Truth. Um, And then this is... Do you want to read the staff meeting one, Kayla? The March 11th, 1947, or do you want me to do it? Oh, I can read that. That's the the big quote, right? That one's, yeah. this is weird. Holly actually found this quote and was telling me about it, and then we had to find it again, and it's very uncomfortable, so. Yeah, because that, this it. seems like, this seems like the biggest red flag to me that he saw, like, aliens. So, uh, this is from his diary. So, March 11th, 1947. I have just attended a staff meeting at the Pentagon. I have stated fully my discovery and the message from the master. All is duly recorded. The president has been advised. I am now detained for several hours, six hours, 39 <laughs> minutes to be exact. I am interviewed intently by top security forces and a medical team. It was an ordeal. I am placed under strict control via the national security provisions of this United States of America. I am ordered to remain silent in regard to all that I have learned on the behalf of humanity. Incredible. I am reminded that I am a military man and I must obey my orders. And that sounds, that whole thing sounds like all of the times that people have been briefed on UFOs. Mm -hmm. Like, all of them. It sounds the same as every single one. So it's kind of like, okay... But that could, this was also before World War II. So it could also be like, a, there's also rumors that it was a secret German base. Well, and yeah, I, that's the thing. That's what I kept finding when I looked into it is they taught, I mean, the the Nazis studied a lot in the Antarctic and they, they went to like, the, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I do not know about that, yeah. but they, they were into the esoteric and they had some stuff there. Like it's, it's weird. Like there's yeah. a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, this is weird too. This was, and I guess, I guess this was after, it was like right after World War II, after we dropped the bomb when he met these masters or whatever, because he did multiple flights to Antarctica. And this one was after World War II. Have we explained the masters? Because I don't know anything about that, but that's also no. a Madame Blavatsky term. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, oh, no, it just it compounds there. Like, I found it. Go down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's just like it compounds people's conspiracy theory stuff. It hurt. It hurts. Well, here's mm -hmm. the one of the quotes about the master. The master was the inner earth city's leader who was more or less like an alien, like an advanced person and says, 
the master who told him of a now this will ring true with a lot of the other alien encounters we've read about where they're more or less are like no atomic bombs so the master the master told him uh, our interest rightly begins after your race exploded the first atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan. It was that alarming time we sent our flying machines, which are apparently called the Flugelrads, to your surface Stop. world. I know. <laughs> no. To your surface world to investigate what your race had done. You see, we have never interfered before in your race's wars and barbarity, but now we must, for you have learned to tamper with a certain power that is not for your man mainly that of atomic energy. Our emissaries have already delivered messages to the power of your world, and yet they do not heed. And I was like, I don't know, that tracks. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, like, it says, according to the master, places such as Tibet, the Great Pyramid of Giza, and the North Pole all have tunnels leading to Agartha, the the center of the earth. Uh, what else did the master teach Bird? What about the rest of the Operation High Jump crew? Bird didn't underco- uncover the underground world alone. Whether the whole Hollow Earth story is fact or fiction, uh. it's great to imagine there are still hidden civilizations out there in the world. I, I don't know. I like. I do feel like the whenever anyone has like a hallucination where they're told, even if it's like an experience, we'll say anyone has an experience with aliens or other entities when they're told about atomic bombs. It's multiple. I that is a thread running through all of it. Yeah. So that tracks. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was an inner earth city or whatever this thing was, but I would also believe that there could be an alien base under the water because aliens go under the water all the time. So, and then I read another article while I was doing research on this that said that they found a body of water. This was a science article. They found a body of water under the earth that was bigger than all of the oceans. It was inside the earth, like in one of the mantles. And I was like, maybe Mm -hmm. there could be an alien base in this weird pocket of water. Like, I don't think the earth is hollow, but I don't see a reason why that wouldn't happen. Yeah, I don't think it's hollow, but I think we have all of those underground cave systems and all of that underground. There's water, there's that that body of water. I mean, there's been so many things that we've discovered the past year alone that tie aliens to being able to travel through water, through water, through mass. So I I think it's likely that they came here and like, where could they hide? Where could they put things? It would be underground or underwater. I mean, the ocean is so huge. Are you kidding me? Like they could like, they can't be in the bottom of the ocean, but I think that's likely what they meant. And then of course, you know, if the, this guy's going to hear from an alien, like, we're down there and there's entrances down there, they're gonna be like, he's going to be like, the whole earth is hollow? Like, right. no, I mean, you could just be <laughs> underground. You could, there's like, you know, it's fine. Yes. That's, I agree with this theory. That's what I'm thinking too. And yeah. that would make sense. Like, I think if you're if, going if, to, if they're here, that's where they would be. Yeah. I, I definitely think that if there was any sort of re, like, reasonable point to the whole bird conspiracy theory and all this hollow earth stuff is that that's that's the only one that makes sense to me is that Mm -hmm. there could be a base there's there's already evidence of ufos coming through water coming through ice like those circles like all those things like that's all researched and it's it's out there so 
I don't know. I don't know why he wrote a book that's so unhinged about meeting a master at some weird city. But like, again, maybe if someone has an experience like this, this is how they translate it into their own mind, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I think that that's the conclusion. I think that's the most logical conclusion because that's the one that takes like, the repetitive like these these experiences are happening to all kinds of people we've seen evidence of it and it is applicable to this theory to a point like there's definitely not another freaking sun in the middle of the earth no I think we would die like it is the middle of the earth is very hot it's not, it's a, not sun. a sun like, we, have a, <laughs> we have a molten core that has energy like the sun like but it's not the same chemical reaction it's not the the what is it plasma reaction or whatever that the sun has it's a magnetic churning iron ball i don't know another thing i read is that it's only we've only dug down eight miles and the earth is four thousand miles deep are you kidding we've, me we've only got eight we've only gotten eight miles eight miles so what yeah yeah what? so uh it got too hot it gets oh. too hot yeah you can't go deeper because it gets too hot weird yeah so, I mean, we're pretty dumb. Eight miles is pretty deep, but we're pretty dumb and we don't really like we're making the best guesses of what is in Earth. So there could be a big pocket of water. Mm-hmm. We don't know. There could be there could be all kinds of different metals and things that we're not aware of. Like we've done the best we can. But I think that because it's so mysterious, that's why people are like, oh, it's just hollow and full of a sun. Yeah. <laughs> And well, and then it's fun because then you could be like, there's dinos in there and King yeah. Kong and, and King that's Kong. where you put him. Yeah, and that's where he lives in there's the Freemasons have a base there and it's full of I don't know, singing Freemasons. Yeah, and you're and when you go inside, I guess what what kills me is like there the big theory is you go inside there and then you live a really long time. I'm like, wow, sounds great. Like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this magical world. But yes, the Dawn Seeker in chat said that we, yes, we have probed deeper using sound and gravimetric sensors, yes. And that's why they did detect that water. They said it was in a layer of rock, though. So it, if there's this water is there, it's in a layer of rock. But Interesting. There is, I think, we, we've done our best, but it's still mysterious because we haven't actually been down there. We can only get so far until it gets too hot. So, which I hate that. I hate that it gets hot. Yeah, don't like that. Sometimes like I be- sometimes I think about how we all like live in our little like apartments or houses and like we're only on the top of Earth and how much space is below us and it goes straight to the Earth's core. Like if you go all the way down from your house, like you hit the Earth core, Earth's core, like 4000 miles down. It's way down there. It's there, though, right under your house. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those intrusive thoughts where I'm like. The Earth's core is just down there. It's just below you right now, wherever right you are. Right now. Right now. And you can never get away from it. Ah! <laughs> so, like, if... Oh, that's another thing. Like, you think of the the how horrible it would be if a planet crashed into us. Another thing you couldn't escape is if the Earth's core just exploded. Or oh, yeah. Like expanded. No, you'd be, yeah. You'd be hugged. We couldn't get... We couldn't do anything. It would just... It would just happen and we would all die. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Well... Do you want to talk about anything or should I show this little documentary? <laughs> um, I was going to talk about a bit of the history uh, that okay. came before Bird. Because yeah. there, I I found this Atlas Obscura article that talks, that goes back to like the very first person to speculate about Hollow Earth. And it was actually Edmund Halley who, of Halley's Comet fame. 
So he he proposed it in 1692 as a way of explaining anomalous compass readings. Um, His theory is that the planet is a series of nested spherical shells spinning in different directions, all surrounding a central core. So he, it says, in his estimation, based on readings of the magnetic field and what he knew of the gravitational pull of the sun and the moon on the Earth, this model could account for any inaccuracies in his readings of the magnetic fields of the planet. He also posited that the space between each shell may have luminous atmospheres capable of supporting life. So it's just like a series of spinning spheres, which is very Planescape. I don't know. It was like neat. Uh, Yeah, all all these maps and stuff were very Planescape. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is just like the Bitopia place. And this is like, I was like, I've seen these before. I see where Planescape came from. (laughs) Yeah. Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. But it says uh, his idea was expanded on over the next few centuries, where they kind of got rid of the spheres and decided that the the inside of the earth is just hollow with a cavern. And then they started talking about a small sun hanging in the center, which would then create a livable environment inside the earth. So I guess they took that theory and they added the pseudoscience to it where they're like, well, maybe actually it's a real world, you know? And so, and according to a number of hollow earth websites, this vision was developed among famous mathematicians and scientists such as Leonard Euler of the 18th century and Sir John Leslie in the 19th century, but they don't really, they haven't, they haven't cited that accurately, but that's what they claim. Like these famous mathematicians were like, hell yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Um, And it said, regardless of where it originated, the model of hollow earth grew and in 1818, John Cleve Sims Jr. published his circular number one article declaring to the world that the earth is hollow. Sims was a veteran of the war of 1812 and an unsuccessful trader and soon became maybe the most famous and successful proponent of the hollow earth theory. His initial vision of the earth's interior was like a simplified version of Halley's multi-layered model with the exception that Sims version included huge holes at the north and south poles, the buttholes, <laughs> the, which allowed, the buttholes, which allowed access to the hidden world inside. These holes, his unique addition to the hollow earth theory, would even come to be known as Sims holes. Oh. So the buttholes are known as Sims holes. Okay. So in his first declaration, Sims proposed to mount an expedition to the North Pole where he was sure they could locate one of these apertures and gain access to the inner earth. He too believed that the interior of the earth not only could, but did support life saying in circular number one, that the inside of the earth would quote unquote, be stocked with thrifty vegetables and animals. If not men thrifty, thrifty. (laughs) Okay. Sims believed that his theory was not science fiction, but science fact, and that it applied not only to the earth, but to all all planetary bodies. (laughs) To him, the whole universe was hollow. Fact. (laughs) Fact. Even in the 19th century, people really did not want to believe this. Like, apparently it was not well received, but he did not give up. And he continued to campaign and give lectures. And he always angled for an expedition to the North Pole. And he was eventually able to convince enough people of this possibility of the hollow earth that in 1822, they got Congress to vote on funding for his expedition. He did so, it. Yeah, the grant was <laughs> shot down, but Sims' belief in the inner Earth never died, and he continued until his death in 1849. Wow. So, yeah, it was a lot. They they go on to talk about cellular cosmology from Cyrus mm-hmm. Teed, which places the entire universe inside of a shell. 
So we were actually, according to his theory, we are living inside of Hollow Earth and we are looking up into the universe, which itself is an illusion created by a strange solar mechanism. People Uh, have gone there, though. Yeah. Well, just so you know. Yeah, I don't know, but people, but they went there. They went the that big telescope that just sent the James Webb just no, sent it's back an a illusion. Ticked her a space, and it's in space. It's it's an illusion. No, but it's in space. I saw it. <laughs> no, it's oh in space. Gosh. So there was, uh, and then this article talks about Bird, and the the big cover up we talked about earlier. I wanted to talk briefly before we go back to Bird about. Clough, which they mention, I was trying to find their full name. Uh, Little Chungus said there was an there was an operation there was an operation called Operation Fishbowl, where the U.S. Army tried to send nukes into space and they exploded an invisible wall. Um, that's probably true. They probably got to some point in space where they just exploded, or aliens blew them up because they were like, I think "Get the out!" Aliens stop it because there's always like. Those accounts at military bases where they try to test nukes and they get turned yeah, off. Yeah, they get turned off. And it's like, don't. Like, at one point, they were going to nuke the moon, I'm pretty sure. They dropped a bomb on the moon, but they didn't nuke the moon. Gosh, people are so dumb. I know. Let's nuke the moon! <laughs> oh, I was going to try to look this up, but the account, like, the account has been suspended for this website. So I can't nope. tell you the website, Whoops. but... Well, it says, through the mid-2000s, there's a the someone named Clough. I can't find the the citation on this website but they were actually part of a long expedition known most recently as the north pole inner earth expedition so that was uh as early as the 20 as 2010 unfortunately after a number of setbacks including backers and members of the team falling victim to calamities ranging from cancer to fatal plane crashes the expedition was put on hiatus had the expedition been successful, the team would have chartered one of the world's largest ice-breaking ships straight to the North Pole, where they would have attempted to contact the denizens of the Hollow Earth through the hole they believe they would find. Clough believes that various setbacks in the project are the work of the international banking conspiracy, but is hopeful that they will someday be able to get the funding and a new <laughs> expedition leader to help continue the project. So you didn't I see my face, but I was like, I know, but the that's, <laughs> that's very recent. That's wild. Rodney would... Clough. Rodney Clough, the author of World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow, which okay. is a book. So that's who that is. Interesting. I would 100% believe that it was the banks before the government. Like, I know. At this point, the government's done so many stupid things. I'm like, oh, there's no, they're not doing it. They're, it's definitely the banks. Wait, look at Rod, look at uh, Rod Rod's website, please. I just linked it to you. That's, uh... Ronnie Clough's website, who tried to charter the 2010 expedition to the butthole. Oh, boy. Let me read this. Let me read this. Or do you want to read it? Because it's... I don't know. Nothing nothing says I do my own research than bright yellow and red text. I'm just going to say this. On a black background. It's like... On a black background. All right. No, you can go ahead. Enjoy. Okay. World top secret, our Earth is hollow. Located at 85 degrees north and south latitude are polar openings that lead into the hollow interior of our planet where the lost 10 tribes of Israel today dwell in perfect harmony with lifespans equal to those of the Methuselahs of the Bible, whose only desire is to live in peace. They're flying saucers in defense of their country at times as seen on our surface world. They don't come to destroy. They are waiting... 
waiting for us to discover that world peace is the only answer, not without God, but with him. We must prepare for their return. See the evidence. Look at the possibilities. Consider those who have gone there, and you will discover truths that have been hidden from the foundation of the world. Click here to learn about our terrestrial paradises, our hollow earth. I'm going to click here. Enter here. I'm entering the butthole. I don't think this website works. No, I entered, and it it looks worse. Oh, I can't enter. It froze. Really? Yeah. Oh, there we go. I clicked it. It looks worse. If you click the earth, it doesn't work. (laughs) For me, it didn't. I had to click the link above. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's worse. I also think there might be some like like whitey white white people like agenda in this. Like, oh, you know? for sure, because I mean the, the <laughs> like, Nazis were obsessed just, with it. Yeah, I'm like it's I'm pretty definitely... I'm pretty sure there's some anti-Semitism like maybe mm-hmm. in here like super white people in there. It's like, very like what is the term like Aryan Eden Aryan, Aryan. Like, Eden, yeah definitely some racism you know wiggled in there. It's yeah, definitely. It's almost, Yes, rooted it's in that. It's almost always racist. Almost every single time. Yeah, this feels very much like we need to go to our paradise. And I'm like, there's an animation. Stop. There's an animation. No. <laughs> Where? Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's on YouTube. Oh, my God. Now it looks boring. Oh, that's I mean, it just like it just shows like the, the same diagram that we saw. But oh. they are trying to explain it. And for some reason, it has a million views. Uh, and the first comment is great theory and love the visuals. Truly excellent work. Truly excellent. Uh, we need more of this. No, love we don't. The song. Nah, I think we're good. I must say, this is interesting. Very well done. Very well done. Who are these people? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? But it's it's wild how many people believe in this i i don't know but yeah it does feel extremely racist like yeah it's it's a mess uh, the top of earth isn't good enough and it's got too many people we don't like so we gotta go inside we gotta go in the butthole the butthole i mean if all the nazis want to walk into the butthole of earth they're 100 percent welcome to (laughs) so goodbye yeah because i found i had this quora article pulled up where someone (laughs) did some research i'm like thank you people on quora because someone was like what's agartha and this person was like i wrote a 10-page essay but it says did hitler really die or did he escape to the city within earth food for thought right it is a very well documented theory about nazis exploring arctic regions to set up bases and test weapons and also that they were obsessed with the occult and esotericism it doesn't stop there there are conspiracies about hitler escaping (laughs) to that world there are pieces of evidence that indicate that the Nazis spent a lot of time searching for Agartha as an escape for Hitler in the case of a dire emergency. Some believe that the U.S. government is already aware of the city and covering up the facts. There are so many things that they hide. Who knows what else they are hiding? I'm like, what the frick? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? That's your contingency plan is like, get get in the butthole. Like, yeah. <sighs> The real answer is that they went down, the Nazis went down the butthole of the earth to yeah. live. <laughs> Hitler hopped in the butthole. Welcome. To live in Jurassic Park with Jurassic. all of the tribes of Israel and King Kong. And King Kong. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so yeah, that's, it gets I'm really re- off the rails. Yeah, this is making me reconsider not liking White Cloth. Like, this is... <laughs> I'm ready, I'm actually ready for those claws now. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for a claw after this discussion. <laughs> it's it's uh. ridiculous. So it's just there's so many 
weird things connected to it. I think, I think on the surface level, I think as with most things, there is truth on the surface level of sure. this theory. But sure. when you dig deeper and you go into the like the batols in the sun and the the civilizations and stuff it just doesn't it that's likely as, not true as soon as we hit nazis like the, every Once time that's the nazis, I'm as done. soon as you hit nazis that's when it starts to go downhill like yeah. every time almost every time because then some of the people start agreeing with the nazis so it's either they're like cool with nazis or they're like no it's no it's like nazis and like maybe satan <laughs> i'm like i'm like oh okay well all right <sighs> yeah Anyway, Mouse Gun came up with a new, new um, like catchphrase for White Claw, which is White Claw better than Nazis, I guess. It's true. It's true. Okay. Yeah. Sure. This was. I feel like it was also the plot of the Eternals that there was like all planets are eggs and hollow and full of like what some Titan monster. Yeah. The Eternals was a mess. It I, was a I mess. haven't watched it yet because someone told me it was really bad. And I was it like, was I really know, bad. Okay. It was really bad, and it was a mess. But that's the. But it's the plot. That's the plot. And I now like, our Earth, our planet has a giant Titan hand coming out of the water in the ocean. Is it moving? No, it's frozen. I, it's a rock, I guess. Ew, I don't know. Wait, it can't be sticking out of the center it of the is. Earth. It is. Uh, also, yep. like what if the, I do like thinking about if the moon is like an egg. Because like if you think That'd of be dragons, cool too. like a dragon coming yeah. out of the moon, that would be sick. But like a big hand, that's boring. Yeah. Well, he had like a spooky face. He had like a spooky, like, was it, like he looked Dormammu? like he looked like Regis Regicide, the Pokemon, you know, with all the dots. Yeah. <laughs> looked like that. Yeah. Or Reggie or whatever. Reggie Ice or Reggie Regigigas. Yeah, Regigigas yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, well, that's fun. Let's look at some history before we actually go into the Earth butthole. The butthole. Um, the butthole. Yeah, so this video is of... I thought it would be cool to see uh, Richard Bird actually talk. And this video is just a very funny, like, American propaganda film from the 40s that I found really weird. So it's This is enjoyable. exciting. I think that that's, that's interesting. Yes. So enjoy. Enjoy this, this short little eight-minute uh, school thing. Make sure to look out for where they grab the penguins. <laughs> I'm going to cry because <laughs> it's funny. They don't hurt them, but it, like they pick them up like baby Yoda. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, here we go. Enjoy. If you turn off the lights, it'll feel like you're in a classroom. <gasps> oh, educational. It's an exclusive talk. The year is 1930. In New York Harbor, an escorting armada of honor That's clusters voice. about a battered, weather-beaten bark, home from an historic exploration of the Antarctic. Rear Admiral so Richard E. Byrd is in command, first man to conquer the North and South Poles by air. Millions of New Yorkers turned out in a thrilling tribute to the daring explorer whose achievements had won the admiration oh and acclaim God. of the <laughs> entire world. Not a dark bark. The scout leaders are tired today, so we're just going to watch a video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> I just floated in the VHS <laughs> Roll the card in. Greetings to you, my young friend. This is him. I am glad for this chance to tell you something. He looks so normal. About the top of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just was like, mm, I The North Polar Sea is surrounded by frozen continents. The Antarctic continent 
is surrounded by frozen seas. The south, the bottom of the world, is considerably colder. He literally called it, he called it the bottom. The bottom. The bottom. The bottom. As the people think the north is. Why did we explore? Why did we go to the top of the world? As long as there remains anything unknown. Right. These shots of just like the face of this earth, snow is boring. This quotes a little manifest destiny for me. Why? What, what, what did he say? Find out what it is to attempt to conquer it. I was talking about conquering things. Oh, great! Little yeah. did I think when we flew to the North Pole in 1926, this area. That's him. That's him leaving. Waters. So I have flight to the pole. Bye. Would Hats. become one of the most important strategic areas on the face of the earth. Below is the actual North Pole, the top of the world. Wow. The plane returns after anxious hours to the expedition's base at Spitsbergen. In 16 hours, the flight had accomplished what Perry's heroic sled journey had taken more than a year to do. Admiral Byrd and pilot Floyd Bennett had blazed an aerial trail across the Arctic. His fluffy hat. <laughs> I myself think we have a good chance to avoid war. But if we, unfortunately, God forbid, do have a war, much of it will be fought across the top of the world, across the poles. Like that's weird, it's very right? Important yeah. That we get prepared to fight in the bitter coal and to utilize mechanized units there and to have bases uh, near the pole because it's a uh, close and has strategic position with reference to I think that you just kind of lose your mind a little bit being out in <laughs> that <laughs> environment I think is what it is yeah the I think that's kind of part of it will become important for human habitation it's becoming warmer up there. I believe myself the whole world is becoming warmer. This was in the 40s! Now, why is the South Pole important? <laughs> why do we go down there? It is because the bottom of the world is an untouched reservoir. He literally says resource. the Earth is getting warmer in the 40s. Holds, well, the start of one Admiral Byrd's six I saw something about that today. To study the weird wonders like, I don't know. Of the amazing <laughs> Okay, great. Later, Bird charts the course as the ship, her masts outlined against a scarred ice That's, wall, there it nears is, the, the ice end wall. of a 14,000 mile Earth. journey. <gasps> That's it. That's the it. We found it. The sea with loose, broken ice, but the sturdy ship crunches steadily on to her improvised berth against the ice barrier. Ashore in Antarctica, the White Continent, soon scouts are searching for the snow-smothered site of earlier camps. Proudly, old glory is run oh, up glory. to fly again over what? little America. <laughs> the local inhabitants there look up. Blocks of snow melted down in oh. subsurface vats provide water for the camp. It's a tedious process. <laughs> two gallons of snow Gosh, yield barely so two cute. quarts of water. The friendly penguin is among the most hardy and primitive of birds. Of all the animals who roam oh the once God. tropical so Antarctic continent, he Rise alone has pissed. survived. A little oh supervisor in full dress. Look at him, he's like, get, get the heck away, get away from me. He's like, I will fucking still kill you. Oh my gosh. The Northern he's like, I'm gonna bite your face. Ago. 
Birds, birds are too good. This is Little America, the southernmost city in the world. Yeah, like how he taps him when he By leaves. Air, like, okay. explored vast <laughs> chunks of the Antarctic six million square miles. Admiral Byrd returns from a scouting flight with only minutes to spare. A savage blizzard is about to strike. I feel like I'm watching Captain America. Oh my gosh, it's Whirling like a flashback from the pole, as all storms here do, it brings ice-edged snow lashed by fierce winds. In their shelter below, members of the expedition study photographs taken on Bird's flight. Above, the storm reaches full Isn't fury. Isn't that wild? They developed their own photographs on, in Antarctica, like underground. How? It's just... They just had to, like, make their own dark room, which is... Right? That is very neat. A dog! Oh! Oh. Too cold! Too cold! Oh, goodbye, Fido. I guess you live out here. What? A navigation class underground learns more of the world's coldest, windiest continent. Is, wait, is that a drawing of, of the hollow earth? <gasps> winds miles an hour. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Food in storage lockers I have is no, no idea. problem here. Many experts envision the Antarctic as a huge deep freeze cabinet. Surplus food could conceivably be stored with assurance that it would be there hundreds of years later. Meat freezes so hard that it must be chopped with an axe. Wow. The fury of the storm Ew. is spent. The men can now reclaim the frozen this world above. This yeah. sucks to do. <laughs> right? Of snow, I would never. No I don't care how much you pay me. I'm not going up there. Uh, it, is freed from its, cocoon it's of fascinating. Snow. I would love. I would love to experience it. I would refuse Man to be cold. I can't. That'd be cool. I want to go to Antarctica. Dogs uh, that seems like it sucks. I don't know. I want to see it. Sure, but then like. Little America and return to the ships now being loaded. That's a tall, a tall ship. Like, come on. Those longtime friends of the bird expeditions, the penguins, say goodbye. The natural resources of the Antarctic must be left behind. Coal, God, oil, uranium, and penguins. <laughs> They're so, penguins are just so good. Ahead, the long voyage home. I think it's important for us to explore that area. Important for the human race to find out what's there. Oh, is it? That is why when is this crisis is over, uh, we expect to go back. Perhaps uh, some of you students Penguins who are are evil. hearing this talk may volunteer to go back with us. We'll be glad to have you. Some of us may answer this call That's... to adventure. But and only men, all of you women, have to, to stay poles. home and continue Truly to make food. Of the earth. <laughs> Make food and raise the babies. Yeah, oops, wrong button. Sorry. Women can't do anything. Do not. Scientific. Ladies, you must stay home and make dresses for more ladies. <laughs> make dresses for these little penguins. Take care of the babies. <laughs> uh, anyway, that wasn't that fascinating. Yeah, that's. I, it's really cool to see that that old footage. To see any yeah. old footage like that, it's very interesting. I I don't know. I was, like I was saying before this, 
I've always been really into Antarctic exploration as like a story. Like you have mm-hmm. movies like The Thing. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's so interesting. There's like, there's this song I really like called, by Josh Ritter that because he tells stories in his songs. And one of mm-hmm. them is about going on a boat to the to the Arctic to explore and breaking down and having to like burn the boat to stay alive. It's very interesting. It's yeah. just really fascinating. But like. I did not realize they were thinking they were going to hollow earth. Like they didn't though. They, they didn't like that. They thought they knew about the poles. Like, it's just that bird later on wrote this or had this other diary and had all this like bizarre stuff in it. Like Shackleton did not And Shackleton was the first person to go to the Antarctic. Right. And uh, it's just bird being weird. Yes. Yeah. Ernest Shackleton's book was the first one. And that one's a really good read. Actually, it's really spooky. The ice like makes horrific spooky noises. Yeah. It's super spooky. Like, I think I I don't think you need to throw in the hollow earth thing. You could just talk about like, who knows what's out there similar to the ocean. Like, there are things that could exist out there that we aren't in the know of. I don't know. Yes. Like, that's horrifying. So, I mean. I am not sure, but it seems to be that Bird had an experience while he was up there and whatever he wrote about was his experience. And it seems to me that it was some kind of like UFO experience or possible hallucination or something where he had an experience and wrote about it and no one wanted him to talk about it because it was bonkers. Yeah. So. Or it was actual aliens and they were just like, uh, like, they they shouldn't talk to you. I didn't know they found the endurance. That's yes, wild. they did. I forgot about that. They found yeah. it and it was like very well preserved. Whoa. It's like extremely well preserved. If you Google it, you pull up the pictures because I think it was just the type of water it was in. It didn't actually get re- destroyed. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, well, yeah, that was see we we went. It was all super dumb. And now we learned something new and got to I don't know. I love that there's videos of these people like when you do a lot of research and when you're like a history major and you're doing a lot of ancient or medieval history or renaissance, you don't there's no videos of anyone. And this kind of history, like the 40s, like there's videos of these people. That's the real guy who flew over the Antarctic and Arctic, like got a whole parade. People threw hats for him like it's a. Yeah, it so. feels like those, like the 40s was too long ago for this to exist, but it really wasn't, right? which is, ugh. Yeah. Um, shall we do a story or two? Sure. A story or two? It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best Spooky Scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. But yeah, though watching all those videos makes me feel very cold. I'm like, oh, I'm cold. I just want to be warm. I know. I'm like, I don't want to go out in the cold. (laughs) I don't want to be cold. I don't want to be cold. It's, it looks too cold. I love that music, too, and the announcer. I wish news was like that now. Back from the Antarctic. <laughs> Admiral Bird. Yeah. All right, I'm going to send you one. Hang on, it's in two parts. All right, this one comes from Spooky Scout Ambry. To preface this story, I live in, in the absolute middle of nowhere in Nevada. 
For context, we're an hour from the nearest store and the population of my town is about 50 people. It's a bit of a tourist town off of Highway 50, dubbed the loneliest road in America. I've always thought this place was a crossroads of sorts. Everyone around here has at least one strange story, but most people have more. This is one of mine. Summer and fall is the height of our tourism season, so my wife and I usually can't walk our dogs until after 9 p.m. at those times of year due to jobs and desert heat. One evening, we took our dogs out as usual and headed off down the, high, down the highway. We don't have any well-defined trails here, so the road tends to be the best place to walk at night to avoid getting lost. It's also the easiest to see since we don't have any streetlights due to being a designated dark sky area. As we walked along, we spotted a deer in the distance. This wasn't unusual, and we didn't think much of it until our dog began to grow anxious. She was jumpy and whining and paced ahead of us and then behind us rapidly. Worried about here, we started to turn around. That's when I realized that the deer didn't look quite right. I couldn't get a good look at the details, but it was obviously hunched, bipedal, and much too large. I stared for a silent mo moment, frozen in place as I struggled to identify what I was looking at when I got tugged on my arm. Both from my dog tugging on her leash and my wife pulling my other arm urgently. When I turned, I began running right away, an inexplicable panic and terror running through me. I have never moved so quickly in my entire life, and we didn't stop our full sprint until we were inside of our door with both dogs secure. That night, we heard animal cries in the night, more human-sounding than the coyotes, but not quite human enough to be real people screaming. We did not sleep, and we don't often talk about that night. We still walk our dogs in the summer, but we always carry a flashlight and bear spray now. It wasn't until recently that I heard about the not-deer and realized what we had encountered. The not-deer? The not-deer? I've never heard of the not deer. It sounded like a skinwalker to me. Ooh. That sounded because I it sounded like what they see at like Skinwalker Ranch. No, no. The not deer? I don't know. The not deer. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I do feel like that that them hearing the cries once they get home is a little bit fictiony to me. So I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's fiction only because I felt like there were too many details after the encounter. That's my reasoning. All right. Well, I'm here to tell you from Spooky Scout Ambry that this one is fiction. You got ah, it. I got it. That was that was good though. It was spooky. I don't like it. Ambry says, while my wife and I have experienced odd things in the desert, we haven't encountered anything like this. I will add yet to that statement. <laughs> yet. Yet. Yeah. See, that's that's the spirit that we like to cultivate here at Spooky Scouts. Not, I have not encountered it yet. Yet. Now you've manifested it, so maybe it'll come real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jack, for putting the X-Files noise over every time we do oh that. Oh, my God, yes. He says he does, or it's just like... I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do very lazily. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right. All right. I, got, I got one more pulled up if you're whenever okay. you're ready. This one comes from KB Cat. About a year ago, I was stationed at a U.S. military base in Japan. My job, which can be simplified as mechanic, has me working on machinery in restricted access areas. It's important to note that anyone in these areas has to wear special identification bands on their arms. And of course, we all wear the same uniform. One day, this past spring, a colleague and I were working on a machine when I saw something in the corner of my eye. What I saw appeared to be a short, stout figure, hunched over and dark. I only saw it for a split second before it seemed to hobble behind my coworker. When I turned to see what it was, it had vanished. I asked my coworker, did you see that? 
and looked around for any sign of the figure, but there was nothing. He had not noticed anyone except us in the area, so I simply thought I had imagined it. Note that I did not describe the figure to him in any detail whatsoever. About two minutes later, my colleague exclaimed my name and asked, That thing you saw, was it short and dark? I legitimately felt a chill go down my spine when he said this, since he had no idea what it was I had seen. I froze in place and replied, Where did you see it? I began to feel panic, since I had no idea what this thing was, and definitely wasn't supposed and it definitely wasn't supposed to be here. My coworker explained that he had seen the same apparition at least 15 feet away from our location. He claimed that he actually looked directly at the figure, which was not near any machines, walls, doors, or anything at all, yet when he laid eyes on the figure, it completely vanished. We remained frozen in place for another few seconds looking at one another. There was a palpable sense of uneasiness until we both shook off the feelings and shared an awkward laugh about the situation. Mm. We completed our task as quickly as we could and promptly got out of there. It seemed to just be a small spooky encounter until later that same night. I frequently talk and even move around in my sleep, a fact made well known to me by my spouse. That very night, according to her, I began flailing and screaming suddenly and shook her awake. I then exclaimed, it's in the room, it's at the ah. bottom of the bed, it's here, repeatedly, until she was able to calm me back into a restful state. I have no memory of this outburst, but hearing about it the next morning made my blood run cold all over again. I even found out the next day that my coworker had had nightmares of the creature as well. To this day, neither of us is certain whether we both have overactive imaginations or whether we might have witnessed some creature or even yokai. E either way, we both hope we never see it again. Ah! <laughs> hmm. I feel like that one is more fact because people didn't want to talk about it and there was a nightmare involved instead of something else. So I'm I'm gonna I'm starting to give my reasoning for thinking whether they're fact or fiction when I think about it because I feel like that encounter seems more realistic. Yeah. So that's I'm gonna say fact. I will let you know that according to KB Cat, this account is 100% true. Yes, I knew it. You got it. So uh, KB Cat says this account is true. I've tried researching which type of yokai or creature I may have witnessed, but as there are literally thousands of possibilities, yeah. I have had I have not had any luck. I'm <laughs> open to any information or suggestions based on my description. So, so, what was the description again? It was like it was a short, stout figure mm. hunched over and dark, and it would mm. just completely vanish. It looked like it hobbled around a little bit. I mean, that's like kind of shadow person-y. Like what you saw by the bush that time. Yeah, it was like, mine. the one I saw was really tall and had a hat. Which oh, I hear you a saw lot the of hat times. one. You saw yeah. the hat one. Mm -hmm. No, I hate the hat I one. Had the, they often have hats, and I'm like, why? No. Like, why do you always have hats? I forget what those Hawaiian spirits are called, but they are also, they're little, they're like little squat, tiny guys. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, that's that's uh yeah, that was good. Spooky. And uh, it? the Dawn Secrets sent chat said, even if you say it's fact, I'm going to say it's fiction so I can sleep tonight. <laughs> Fair. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a lovely, a lovely, a lovely spooky time. I hope Menahuni. Yeah, that's right. They're like little little spirits. Mm -hmm. Those are like totally real for that's sure. Cute. Yeah. Um. 
or whatever it is. There's something out there for sure. It's um, the truth is out there. Yeah. But no, that was lovely. Thank you for your spooky stories. If you want to send in more spooky stories, please go to spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com and send us your stories and we will read them. We'll probably be doing a story episode soon ish because I'm sure we have a quite a, a, a backlog of stories. So if you want a story read, make sure to send it in. Send them in. Um, send in those stories. And uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for watching. I hope that you all have a lovely rest of your Thursday. I have been playing a fun game with my friend pra Patrick. You can watch it on his Patreon. It's like a Patrick McNamara. And it's been super fun. It's been a Mage the Ascension game with my crew who used to play Court of Cups with me. And uh, he's set up this whole cool camera setup. And I think the first episode is out now. And um, I'm excited to watch it because it's it's just like our old Court of Cups game, but Mages. So I think, been... well, I'm not sure if this is the right Patreon. I'm trying to find it. It's Patrick McNamara on Twitter. Oh, yeah, and Pax East is coming up. Yeah, I'll find the thing at Pax, but I've been filming that um, with my friends. And Pax East is coming up. I will be at Pax East, so if you want to come say hi, I'm going to have recrowing hens stuff. So that's cool. And uh, I will probably, probably be on one of your favorite shows as well. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye out. For me, at your favorite PAX-themed D&D show, uh, perhaps. Perhaps. And, uh, perhaps, at the end of April. And, uh... Oh, I will, oh yeah, do, yeah, it's Dog Food Studios. I don't know if he changed it to Dog Food Studios yet. Uh, that looks like yeah. what... That's his Twitter, and then this Twitter is... Or, his Twitter led to patreon.com slash Patrick McNamara, and yeah, it's M-C-N-A-M-A-R-A. -A -A. I just want to make sure yes. that was him. So Yeah, that's him. Yeah, and Dog Food Studios is the studio that he he came up with. But it's super cool. The mage game I've been doing is really fun. So if you liked Court of Cups, uh, that mage game, is it's the exact same. And uh, for a low Patreon amount, you can get a bunch of episodes. So Exciting! Yeah. And then I will be... Oh, yeah, I forgot St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. I just feel like I always forget about it because there never were any snakes in Ireland. And I just uh, don't, <laughs> just like, you know. Whatever. Yeah, it's just I don't get it. So, and there's, and the green's everywhere. So it's fine. But yes, so I will see you all next week. So will Kayla. We'll mm -hmm. come up with some other interesting topic to talk oh, about. we've got mayor. next week figured out. Remember? Pyramid power. Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> I just, I just sometimes, I sometimes like we talk about these things and my brain's like, whoa, don't need that. <laughs> Yeah. Not not useful information. Goodbye. Yes. But no, we Next have to week, talk about pyramid power. Next it's... week will be will be pyramid power <laughs> involving uh, Nicholas Cage's tomb, pyramids over people's beds. Yeah, and a It'll bunch of other dumb stuff. So uh, hopefully, I, maybe I can find a 1970s documentary to watch. That would be good. That would be good. We got to find yeah. some advertisements and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. We will see you next week. Enjoy the rest of your time. I don't know, here on this planet Earth. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, as long as we're here. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, bye. 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 Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K A Y N C L I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. 
We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to Patreon.com slash Spooky Scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on Twitch.tv slash WeCrowingHens. See you next time, Scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know.